Medical file every Wednesday on Merkel Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah Wal Jamaa. On 8.08 uh, Central African Time, uh, coming to you live uh, from the studios of Marcus Sahaba, the voice of the Al-Sunnah wal Jamaa, Tabela on the board uh, this evening, and uh, your favorite program, uh, Medical Files. Uh, let's welcome a Pais and Sagesha Zuma with a hearty assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Now people, you know, you don't uh, have to be wise to have a wisdom teeth. Yes, I'm telling you, most people get them in their late teens or early 20s. Sometimes uh, these uh, teeth can be a valuable asset when healthy and properly aligned. But more often they are misaligned and, uh, you know, and require removal. Joining us uh, this evening uh, to discuss this and other issues is uh, dentist uh, Dr. Shabir Hassan, someone that resonates uh, positively on the platforms of Amarka Sahaba, the voice of the Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah, Dr. Shabir Hassan. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And tell us how you're doing this fine, beautiful evening. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Jazakallah, Brother Shafat, for hosting me this evening. Uh, Alhamdulillah, I'm very well. Uh, how are you, Brother Shafat? Alhamdulillah, doing uh, very well and, uh, you know, looking forward uh, to an exciting and sparkling uh, uh, consultation with you this evening. I'm looking at uh, my uh, engineer. Hey. His teeth is sparkling white, uh, Doc, sparkling white. Uh, looking at uh, the, you know, different aspects, but looking uh, specifically at, uh, you know, wisdom teeth, wisdom tooth, everyone talks about it. It's sometimes uh, a, a dreadful thing for some people. For some, it will say, oh, okay, you know what. But I'm, I'm, I'm amazed to know that it appears uh, in your teen years and uh, p- perhaps in your early 20s. Uh, take us through wisdom uh, tooth, uh, Doc. Uh, yes, you, you know, you're correct in saying that it, it usually in your teen years, so about between the ages of 18 and 21, and usually we get the, the crown of the, the, you know, the head of the tooth forming first, and then uh, between the ages of 18 and 21, we get the development of the root. Uh, and beyond the age of 21, the root is fully developed. Uh, but a lot of these wisdom teeth uh, land up being what we call impacted, meaning that there's not enough space in the bone for them to erupt into the normal jawline. So they become trapped uh, sometimes underneath the bone, behind the tooth, behind uh, behind the tooth in front of it. Uh, sometimes they come through partially, uh, etc. So there's two sets of problems that that occur with the wisdom tooth. One is the pain of uh, being impacted, and this pain only occurs or usually occurs between that age of 18 to 21. And the second problem uh, occurs in the partial eruption uh, in that uh, the gum over it, uh, you know, is you've got some loose gum around it and some areas where food and bacteria get trapped. So we find that a lot of people get get gum infections around the, the wisdom tooth. So that's the second problem uh, that it occurs with the wisdom tooth. Both uh, problems, uh, the indication is to extract the wisdom tooth, but only to extract the wisdom tooth if it's painful. If a, pain, a wisdom tooth uh, is lying in an impacted position, but not causing any problems, then the current thinking is to leave it as is and not to have any. 
Yes, uh, Lufthansa, so I remember that uh, this is an interactive uh, program, and uh, Dr. Shabir Hassan says, hey, I like it, Shafat, when the listeners ask questions. I like it, two people. Uh, Tobella is waiting to take your calls or your WhatsApp messages on 084. 084- Yes, uh, Doc, you know, we like playing with our tongue and like to play with our tongue on our teeth. And sometimes when you brush it properly, it depends what type of uh, toothpaste you use and you'll enjoy the flavor of the toothpaste. Same smelling good. You can feel your whole gum is good. Your teeth is good. Now, how do I know when my wisdom tooth is coming or is coming in, uh, Doc? So usually, it's, it's, you know, uh, you, you look at the age being the first thing, you know, 18 uh, would be around the age when uh, your wisdom should be being developed. And as I said, it's only it's only problematic if it's painful. It's not, if it's, you know, a lot of people have wisdom teeth, uh, you know, they're in the 70s or 80s, uh, and have never had any problems with them, even though the wisdom lies in an impacted position. We should only be concerned about the wisdom if it's, if it's painful. It's uh, always a, a big uh, fuss and a cry. Oh, you have it removed. You must have it removed. Oh, otherwise, it's going to give you a lot of problems. It's going to do this to that. But, uh, you know, when people come to you, uh, you know, with the wisdom tooth problem, uh, what are some of the, you know, uh, remedies you take place? Uh, well, would you be the someone who will say, no, no, try and be cool about it. Don't take it out. Or do you just tell them, okay, if you're comfortable with it, I will extract your wisdom tooth. Or what happened? Because I believe it's a very painful process, uh, Doc. Yes, you know, the, the surgical extraction of the wisdom is a uh, is quite a painful thing because it, it usually uh, entails the, the removal of bone and tissue around the tooth in order to disimpact uh, and, and free that wisdom so that it can be taken out. So Previously, the thinking was that you went to the dentist and when you took this panoramic x-ray of your mouth, you you seen that your wisdom teeth were impacted and off you went to the oral surgeon and he removed these wisdom teeth for you prophylactically, you know, before they became painful. But the current thinking today is that we only remove them when they are painful or we can see a possible problem with them. But if if there's no problem with them, they're perfectly okay to leave them as is. Uh, Doc, you know, what happens if, uh, you know, I've got my wisdom tooth, but uh, now and then I do get pains coming through. Uh, do I take any medication for the pain? Uh, so, firstly, we'll, you know, uh, if, if uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you're not much older than 21, but... <laughs> but if we look at the, <laughs> if we look at the age, add add forty to it, and then you'll get some. Uh, you, you, you get an answer. Uh, yeah, you know, you know, you can be. Uh, yeah, if, if if you add forty to it, and, uh, and you tell me, oh, my wisdom gets painful occasionally, then I would be looking at another cause because uh, it's unlikely that you know the the roots are growing at, uh, at uh, above the age of twenty one. So I'll be looking at, is the gum getting infected, or is there another cause of pain in that area? Because sometimes there can be a muscular pain, there can be a joint pain, and all these pains occur in the generalized area of the of, of the wisdom. So there may be another diagnosis rather than the wisdom too. 
And you know, you talk about a sugary food, and you know, some of us, uh, especially the Indians, I love the mitais and the sugary food, the jalebis and the laddus, and you talk about the barfi. How does that affect, uh, you know, your, your, your food? Or even if you've got uh, wisdom uh, food, uh, many say that it has the capacity of uh, storing, or, you know, unwanted uh, uh, plaque there. How true is that, doctor? Sorry, but we were breaking up there. I didn't hear you properly. And we talk about wisdom tooth, and I say that Indians, are, you know, really like the sugary food, like sweet meats and things like that. How will they, these get stuck in the in in the wisdom tooth, and perhaps they say, uh, you know, wisdom tooth sometimes causes a bad breath and decays quickly. How true is that? Uh, I think our line is not very good at the moment. Uh, I'm not. I'm still not hearing you properly. Um, okay, yeah, we'll, uh, I'll, I'll make it short as possible. Can you hear me loud now? Yes, I can hear you loud now, yes. Okay. Uh, you know, we talk about the wisdom tooth, and uh, many say that uh, it traps a lot of food particles, and, uh, you know, Indians love the sweet meats. Uh, you know, will that impact on the wisdom tooth, and how susceptible is wisdom tooth uh, to rotting? Uh, it's, it's just as susceptible as any other tip, and you know, depending on the positioning of the wisdom tip. So sometimes the wisdom tip ends up in a in a peculiar position where uh, food stuff gets inside between the two teeth, and it's also because it's right at the back of the mouth, it's difficult to clean. So yes, uh, so that so then we find that sometimes the tooth in front of the wisdom starts to become uh, decayed because of this poor positioning of the wisdom tooth. And also in those cases, the best is to remove the wisdom tooth and then um, and then restore the tooth which has been damaged. Uh, but the ideal thing to prevent that is that, you know, good tooth brushing and, try, uh, you know, with a How would you advise, uh, you know, uh, our, our people, some of them apply uh, clove oil to a cotton ball and dab it on the wisdom tooth uh, or on the wisdom teeth. How do you advise, uh, you know, do you recommend that? So clove oil actually, you know, doctors use it and uh, it, it gives you that typical smell in dental offices. You know, sometimes you go into a dental office and you get that clovey smell and you know, okay, I'm at the dentist. <laughs> Uh, and one of the benefits of so oil is that it helps to calm uh, the nerve down. You know, when sometimes people have a toothache where the nerve is inflamed, and a typical symptoms of that inflamed nerve is that they can't have something hot or cold. It gives them severe pain. And in those instances, uh, a little bit of clove oil onto the tooth calms the nerve down and helps to relieve the pain temporarily until they can get to the dentist to solve that uh, acute problem. <laughs> and, you know, uh, perhaps the question, uh, how long should a wisdom tooth pain last? How long should a wisdom tooth pain last? Uh, it's, it's very variable depending on the individual. Sometimes, you know, a lot of patients, when the, when the wisdom tooth is growing, Especially in that 18 to 21 year age group, they will get a dull uh, to severe pain lasting a few hours, most probably in the evening time. And a, a normal pain, anti-inflammatory type painkiller <coughs> helps to bring the uh, calm the pain down.
uh, question on my screen. He says, uh, Brother Shafaat, uh, really enjoying your him for bringing him. He says, uh, uh, are you asleep during a wisdom feet removal? I think you should be asleep. Uh, oh, no. I mean, uh, I'm thinking of an anesthetist. Uh, but when they come and uh, come to you for the removal, so they're awake, uh, Doc? Yes, so the patients have two options. One is to have them done in theater. Uh, and usually we would refer the patient to theater for uh, a metallofacial to remove, uh, a specialist surgeon to remove the theater. Uh, and the other option is to have the remove the, the wisdom removed uh, on the dental chair with local anesthetic. Uh, with the local anesthetic and the dental chair during the procedure, it's not painful. It's it's fully anesthetized, but obviously, uh, you know, it's it's not the most pleasant thing to have uh, a little bit of panel beating done at the back of your mouth while you <laughs> while you're awake. Absolutely, Doctor. You know, uh, perhaps uh, the question to pose here is the oldest patient that had uh, come to you for a wisdom uh, teeth extraction or tooth extraction, how old was your oldest patient? Well, uh, I can't remember off the top of my head, but, uh, you know, I, I've got a, a patient in the 90s. He's 90. He was 90 this year, and he's having, you know, implants put into his into his mouth. To, to give him a new set of teeth. So that's the oldest patient, but, you know, wisdom teeth. Uh, I can't remember what the top of who's the oldest patient. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. And perhaps the youngest? Uh, youngest is uh, normally around the ages of 18. Yeah, and they come there and say, hey, doc, you know what's so painful? Please give me relief. And, you know, when you look at uh, someone that's having a wisdom teeth problem, with the jawline, or with the, you know, would there be severe swellings, uh, Doc? So the amount of swelling and pain postoperatively depends on the amount of trauma to the area done while removing the wisdom. So some some people have a very simple wisdom removal, very minimal trauma done, so they don't have any pain and swelling. And some people, there's a lot of bone tissue to remove to get to that wisdom out. So there's a lot of trauma to the tissue, so they can have uh, some severe pain and swelling post-operative. You know, Doc, I'm looking at your jawline. Uh, you have a perfect jawline. I'm wondering, you know, if I uh, removed my uh, wisdom tooth, would that affect my uh, jawline? You know, would it affect the shape of my face, uh, Doc? No, no, because the the actual uh, bone is not that uh, we do, we, the shape of the bone is not changed. So the shape, the outer bone, which is the cortex bone, is not uh, is not removed or changed. So you wouldn't get uh, if you remove the wisdom on one side, uh, you, you don't. One side doesn't look weird, and the other side looks normal. That doesn't ever happen. Well. It's don't give you their assurance if you, yeah, it won't affect you at all. Uh, looking at the questions that's coming through, and uh, Fati, Fati Foy says, uh, she's from Abelito, and she says, Assalamu alaikum, Marcus team. Allah ta'ala bless uh, Brother Shafaat and uh, the dentist, uh, uh, Dr. Shabir Hassam, and uh, Mufti AK also. Whenever I had a toothache, I couldn't bear the pain, so I just had four teeth pulled out, one on either side of my mouth. It's not been a problem. If now I get wisdoms, 
will the gaps from a, a pool teat let my wisdoms have space? Uh, Fatih Foyti gave us a conundrum there, Doc. Uh, could you solve it? Uh, could you repeat it? I didn't get the whole thing. Okay, Doc, I'm going to do it step by step. Uh, whenever I had a toothache, I couldn't uh, bear the pain. So I just had four teeth uh, pulled out, one on either side of the mouth. It's not been right. a problem. If now I get wisdoms, <laughs> will the gaps from a pulled teeth let my wisdoms have space? So you got it, Doc? Yes, but, you know, depending on the age. So uh, if... If that if the gaps coincide with with the age when the root formation of the wisdom is occurring, and the wisdom is pushing through, then the gaps will close. But if she's uh, over twenty one, then that's not going to happen. Well, party boy, uh, yeah, party boy, maybe yeah, uh, depends on the age. So uh, over twenty one, that won't happen. So when you know you have a, a tooth extraction. But uh, the miracle of nature is that after that extraction, your gums are hardened automatically, Doc. Yes, so healing takes place. So if you have a tooth extraction, uh, you know, there's a clot formation and uh, the gum comes over and it it closes up and the bone bone closes up. So the healing usually takes uh, about two weeks uh, for that to occur. You know, Doc, I think, uh, you know, you've been in this uh, profession for some time now. What is, uh, perhaps in your opinion, the biggest advancement made in dentistry thus far? So, you know, as with everything else, like, you know, from our phones and everything, technology has has taken dentistry, uh, advanced dentistry so much that uh, we are, you know, we have so many technological features in a, in a dental office. For example, in my office, um, the X-ray machine now, the CT scan. So now we can do CT scans in the dental office of, of the teeth, which gives us a full three-dimensional view uh, when we're looking at teeth. You know, when I first started, we were doing X-ray films and I had to develop it in the developer and and then pick it up to the light <laughs> and look at them. But now, today, uh, it's computerized uh, 3D uh, digital X-rays. And, you know, the diagnosis we can make now compared to then is, is huge. Uh, the dental drill is, we have lasers which replace the dental drill. We have, we don't now have to look, I don't have to look with a small microscope in my patient's mouth. Uh, I've got a microscope uh, camera attached to a microscope, so when I'm doing a filling, I'm looking at it enlarging on a screen, uh, and these are, you know, huge advances in things. But everything is technology-driven. Um, the days for doing braces and orthodontics are nearly over with the wires. We are now able to make uh, do it. Uh, do the tooth movement on computer and give you plastics to put over your teeth, which slowly move your teeth into place. Um, and all these things are, you know, constantly advancing and, uh, you know, there's changes every day, every year. Uh, the way I was doing dentistry last year and the way I'm doing it this year is constantly evolving with the technology. So, alhamdulillah, you know, Allah has given us the opportunity to do keep up with technology, do good work with.
Well, you said it beautifully, and if you don't update, hey, you'll be obsolete. Like the 286 went to the 486 and the Pentium and the dual core, the Cosro core, and they're going on and on. And if you don't upgrade, hmm, you become too slow. Yes, sir, Doc, I'm thinking, uh, whilst you're talking, my mind just ran to the printer. Today they can print out uh, car parts or they can print out uh, anything and build anything. I'm thinking about how about you printing, you know, a tooth and putting it into your patient, you know, implanting it. Can that be done, or do they do it? They may be doing it, Doc? A lot of dentists are doing it in office. We're able to print it. We're able to print it out. Uh, we have scanners, which uh, so you can crown done immediately. Uh, you can get an implant and, and a crown done in one visit if, if you so wish. So there's a lot of technology that you know uh, that we are quite quite advanced. Well, I tell you, Doc, you're really up to speed. You're up to date, and uh, maybe one day I need to visit you face to face and to check what uh, our Doctor Shabir Hassan has in store. But Alhamdulillah, with the technology. And you find uh, more young people visiting you now, uh, more people more uh, conscious about dental hygiene than perhaps uh, yesteryear, Doctor? Yes. So, you know, we, we, uh, if we look at the different generations, that uh, our parents uh, were of the generation where they just had their teeth extracted. And uh, I mean, of the generation where we went to the dentist and we had fillings and, and root canals in uh, when we had pain. But the new generation is a generation which comes as a preventative measure every six months to the dentist. So we find that the parents now bringing the children every six months, get the teeth checked, uh, they get the hygiene instructions, and they get uh, more aware of their dental health. So now we're getting a generation of children who are preventing a lot of the disease and other health problems just by visiting their dentist uh, every six months. Absolutely brilliant, uh, Doctor. Really enjoying our conversation with you. Time for us to go for a break, and when we get back, inshallah, we'll be fielding all those uh, questions that have come on our screens. Uh, let's go do some shopping. Medical file every Wednesday on Merkel Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah Wal Jamaa. Allahu Allah, ya Allah, walhamdulillahi kathira, subhanallah, Allahu Allah, ya Allah, walhamdulillahi kathira, subhanallah, ya Rabbi ya Allah, ya wasiyal file every Wednesday with on Merkel Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah Wal Jamaah.
Yes, I get your questions in on 084-786-3132, 084-786-3132, in consultation with uh, Dr. Shabir Hassam, a dentist from the Overport area there, from the atrium, a lovely place indeed. Looking at a question here that uh, Tobela has put on the screen, Fazina from Ashable says, Assalamu alaikum to the evening team. Allah reward you all for your valuable time. She goes on to say, how good is uh, how good is it to gargle mouth wood? Number one, salt water. Number two, savlin. And number three, breath freshness. Hey, doc, three in uh, three different ways. Uh, your comments? Uh, so, uh, salt water mouthwash is very good, excellent. Uh, and you know, usually if you if you're getting some kind of malodor or some some kind of unusual smell or taste in your mouth, then it's a good idea to start with a, with a salt water mouthwash. But uh, overall, the, the mouth is part of the GIT. And as part of the GIT, a gastrointestinal tract, there needs to be a natural bacterial flora in the mouth. And, this nat- and the natural bacterial flora has many protective mechanisms against all cancers and various other conditions in, in the mouth. So you need the natural bacteria. Now, the mouthwashes, which, and there's various different types of mouthwashes, alcohol containing or different chemical containing or savlon or whatever, the problem with them is that they get rid of this natural bacteria. They get rid of all the bacteria, yes, but they also get rid of the good bacteria that's in your mouth. So I don't really recommend patients using a mouthwash unless they've had some kind of major surgery in their mouth. Mouthwashes were developed, actually, for people who had old surgery, like you had a wisdom removal, if they wanted to prevent an infection, getting into the surgical site, then you use the mouthwash. But as a general use, I don't normally recommend patients to use a mouthwash. Yes, so, Doc, how true is it that, that you can't smell your own breath, you know, your own, if you have bad breath, but others smell it and yay, they want to run away from you. How true is that, Doc? Yes, you know, most of, most people don't smell, they can't smell their own uh, breath. Um, but, you know, the major, uh, I, I find these days one of the major problems uh, or major causes of bad breath is, is a dry mouth. And yes, there are other causes, but most people coming in with com- complaining of bad breath are ones who have uh, dryness in their mouth. They, they get that bad taste, and they suddenly they, they are a bit more aware of the of, of the bad breath than uh, than those with a bacterial cause or other causes of bad breath. Now, Doc, you know, uh, we be like our ginger, garlic, or spices. Uh, why is it that, you know, your, your, your breath is so bad when you have uh, no garlic? You know, everyone, even, you know, you spoil the musalli salah when you have enough garlic and you go into the mosque. Why is it so that the garlic is, uh, such, uh, gives us such a bad odor? You know, the, the, the chemical structure of the garlic is, gives, a, gives a pungent odor. And uh, we stay, you know, and because you consume it, uh, the pungent odor is carried into the mouth, into the stomach, and uh, it, it gives off uh, a smell for quite a quite a while. Uh, so obviously, you know, we don't want to be causing distress to other people. Uh, you know, yes, 
you know, you, you can use the breath freshener uh, today. They, we have lots of, you know, um, sugar-free gum, different types of breath freshener to to just uh, reverse that process and, and give you a pleasant smelling breath. Uh, but but more, more so than that, you know, uh, we find that, uh, you, you know, you'll be standing in, uh, in Salah and someone just smoked a cigarette and came next Now, he can't smell what what the person next to him smells. And mm-hmm. I, I find that that's, that's more just, I, I, you know, I've never stood in Salah and, and smelled someone's garlic breath, but I can, I can uh, you know, so many times I've stood in Salah and somebody who just had a cigarette came up next to me, and, you know, it's, mm-hmm. uh, that's more disturbing than anything else. So the smoke is, you know, be considerate to to others uh, when when you come into the masjid. That use the breath freshener, use something to to take away that smell, because you are disturbing other people's salah. Absolutely, full marks there, doc. And uh, yeah, I generally don't know my my look does it all. The guy hey, says something wrong here. You give one look, you say, hey, what happened? No, no. <laughs> I mean, you have to be cool about it. <laughs> yes, sir, I'm looking at this uh, question on the screen. It says, Assalamu alaikum, Uncle Shafaat, and uh, the dentist, uh, Dr. Shabir Hassan. My haji peer said, I must uh, please uh, text his salams. He says, uh, Mufti AK got the best station. Okay, Jazakallah khair for that. He said, his tooth is paining too badly, and he, uh, he is uh, too scared at the age of 69 to go to the dentist. <laughs> he said, can a clove really help? Doc, you know, I should say, Hajipe, you know, Shabir Hassan will make you feel so welcome, your pain will go away. But anyway, how do you advise Hajipe? Uh, you know, yes, the clove, the clove can help, but, you know, we need, we need to know what is the underlying cause. If he's got an abscess, the clove is not going to help him. He's going to need uh, maybe an antibiotic, so he needed it needs to be properly diagnosed. So uh, you know he needs to not suffer and fi- find a local dentist who he can, who he feels safe with, uh, and go and get him himself treated. Yes, yeah, so you know, Doc, when you, uh, you a toothache and uh, eye ache or uh, ear ache, uh, I mean, uh, they, they, they're unbearable. I mean, if you get a toothache, you can't even sleep the whole night. And the first thing you want to do when you get up in the morning is to run to the dentist. You want immediate, you know, and when you get to the dentist, and there's a big queue. You guys are always busy. You know, you've got hey, rows and rows of people waiting. So uh, whilst they're waiting, they say, Doc, I'm in unbearable pain. Uh do you show sympathy and say, okay, don't worry, I'll, I'll give you something to relieve you now, but just wait. Uh, how do you attend your, uh, to your patients, you know, who have excruciating pain? Uh, do you give them uh, perhaps preferential treatment? Uh, yes, definitely. You know, patient, emergency patients are always made, uh, are always slotted in. And with with our practice, we are we are four dentists sometimes. So you know, definitely one of the dentists can can see to the patient as, as soon as possible. So it's uh, you know, even if I'm busy with another patient, I can give uh, patients an excursion. and you can see it in their face. You know, they 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 can't concentrate, they can't focus. They you can see the person's in excruciating pain. So you know, it takes two minutes just to give a local anesthetic in that in that spot. And immediately you see the, the relief in their face. So we we do that quite often. If somebody 
comes in that was a kind of emergency. Now, Jock, I'm, 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 I'm going to ask you a very personal, personal question. Did you ever have a toothache? <laughs> oh yes, definitely. You know, you 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 can't be uh, have empathy for someone if you don't know what if you haven't experienced it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know, I know all about it. Yes, <laughs> So now tell me, you got that toothache? Now we go for clothes and we try and uh, salt wash it or gargle with the warm water. We just take that injection. We disinject your tooth, uh, doc. No, no, so if I got a toothache, you know, I got, I got my colleague, uh, Dr. Khalid Suleiman, who's yeah. an excellent dentist. <laughs> Khalid, you know, uh, you, I'm going to be your, I'm going to be your next patient. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you, 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 you got your ducks in order. Alhamdulillah. Looking at the questions coming through, mashallah, lovely, pleasant evening. Are you enjoying yourself this evening, Doc? Yes, yes. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. It's always a pleasure talking to you, Dr. Now, I I feel very reciprocal. You know, it feels like, hey, we have known each other for many, many years. Looking at this question, Ashraf says, Assalamu alaikum. I text from Port Elizabeth, uh, Jazakallah to you both for the consultation. He says, my 12-year-old, my 12-year-old's teeth grew a bit skew. My wife wants braces for him. I said, no, that skew uh, look gives his face character and suits, uh, suits him. Please intervene and give professional opinion. Jazakallah indeed. Hey, you got a decision to make here, Doc. You're going to please the mother or the father? Who are you going to please this evening? Yeah, you see, you see what what we see from the outside is, is skewed. But, you know, there's something else happening. The skewness is, is only one part of it. But there may be problems at 12. The child is now going to go through the growth spurt where they're going to grow quite, the bones are going to grow quite rapidly. And there may be an underlying problem with the bone growth, which affects the, uh, the well, firstly the appearance, but can also affect other things. You know, the um, the way they breathe, or their sinuses, or you know, they have a, this narrow jaw shape, or you know, and it's such a huge change in their aesthetics. Uh, if, if from from malocclusion, that you know, I would definitely take the child for this thing for uh, orthodontics and have have the braces done. Well, you got your professional opinion there. Uh, this question says, uh, "Assalamu alaikum. I'm Masi from the Bluff. All call uh, all call me Bluff Masi. Okay, that's not a bad uh, name to have. Uh, Bluff Masi. Okay. Nowadays, uh, when I eat lots of food, it 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 gets stuck in between my teeth. Am I okay to just a toothpick, doctor? So, and we all get it as we get older, but we find that, uh, you know, the spaces between our teeth have become larger. Now, the spacing between our teeth becomes larger, not just because we're getting older. It's actually, there's something happening there where the bone around the teeth is receding. And as the bone recedes away from the teeth, the spaces start to get larger. So now we need to get uh, something to, every time we eat, we find that we're looking for a toothpick or something to, to pick these up. So I would say bluff, Marcy. You need first to go to the dentist and see that whether you have gum disease or not. 
if you have gum disease, it needs to be brought. Uh, it needs to be brought under control. We can't solve it and make it the bone regrow, but we can manage it so that eventually you don't lose your teeth, don't get loose and fall out. So that would be the first step, and then the dentist would tell you what would be the best way to clean in between, uh, whether it's a toothpick, whether it's floss, whether it's special brush. So there's all various different things to use. But I would first go and get a proper diagnosis and uh, a proper checkup. Now, Doc, you're talking about that special brush. You know, uh, my daughter's already bought me two or three now. You know, it's that vibrating one that has that head spinning. And I feel like I'm at the dentist all the time. Uh, how good is that brush? And he says, no, Dad, it's brilliant to, to, for, for teeth whitening. Use it all the time. But, you know, at our age, maybe I at my age, I think, it may take out my teeth one by one. But um, so far, so good, Doc. The electric brush is very good. <laughs> And, uh, it, you know, it cleans very well, and it, you get a nice clean, your teeth get nice, clean nicely, and your teeth get polished well. And it, the better your teeth are polished, the less the plaque will, uh, will stick onto the teeth. So electric toothbrushes are good, but, you know, I've seen, you know, thousands of patients who do just as well with a manual toothbrush. So we can't say that the electric toothbrush is superior to the manual toothbrush. Both, you know, it's how you apply it. So if you use it well, then yes, it works well. But it's the same with the manual toothbrush. Well, you got it there. Doc said you can use both, uh, but uh, perhaps... Uh yeah, the normal way. Uh, you know, the, the, with a normal brush, uh, if perhaps you don't do justice because with this uh, electric br- uh, brush, you know, it makes sure that, uh, you know, when you brush with it, you'll see that uh, it really takes out stuff, uh, Doc. Yes, but you see, the, what what you're trying to do with the, with the, with the, with the brush is remove uh, plaque. Now, plus is in a in a biofilm which is stuck to the teeth, but it's not very hard. It's a very soft substance. It doesn't need too much of pressure to take it off. It just needs uh, a, a soft brush uh, just to rub it away. So the electric brush is good. Yes, it does do the job, and it polishes a little better. But you know, it's uh, the, the manual brush can do the same thing. Okay, doctor. You know, you talk about pressure. Now and then, I see some pressure coming on the airwaves. I don't know what who's extracting our lines here. But anyway, we got it stable now. But you know, when you talk, uh, when you're pulling out the tooth, you know, you apply pressure, and uh, you know, you know exactly what to do, how to maneuver, and next moment, prop, it's out. Uh, it's an art, isn't it? Yes, you know it is, it is an art, and even you know after after twenty years of doing it, it's still it's, it's still a little rush when you take the tooth out and you know <laughs> get a little happy <laughs> uh, because it's uh, you know it's it's not a easy thing for the patient, and uh, you as the years go, you tr- you, tr- you you learn how to try and uh, do it without uh, you know without traumatizing the person. Everybody can take out a tip, but you know you got to try and do the least amount of damage or trauma whilst taking the step out. So now, yeah. like uh, at, at the moment, you know, we, we when we're removing roots that are stuck underneath the gum, uh, we don't uh, we don't have to cut the 
gum and the bone around it. We use we use lasers which which you know which gently go between the tip uh, and the bone in the ligament area, makes a little space, and we can just pull it out. So that causes much less trauma, much less pain, uh, better healing for the patient. Yes, and the important thing, you know, once you get into the dentist uh, room or you get to you and then your assistant, how important is it for the assistant to be in, uh, you know, in sync with the dentist and the patient? Action is taking place. She's holding or he's holding your head. And, you know, I notice uh, the dentist, all right, gently, gently, and the head. So you need to have a strong assistant, uh, Doc. No, not really. <laughs> it's not, uh... <laughs> no, you don't need a, but you need a good assistant, yes, definitely. You know, the assistants do so much. Uh, and it takes a long time to train assistants, you know, even after they have the qualification. By the time an assistant is in sync with me, uh, you know, it takes a few years. Uh, many years ago, I used to have a, a Turkish assistant. And I mean, she was she was brilliant. She, uh, you know, before I uh, before before you know I could think of the instrument, she would put it into my hand. I'm still thinking what instrument I need next, and the next thing she puts it in my hand. <laughs> I think yes, oh, that's the one I was, I was going to think about. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, that's actually uh, telepathy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if if if, if I'm working a bit slow, next thing I would see she would. The, the coffee was next to me, you know. Uh, <laughs> but you know, ah, years of, uh, of wor- uh, years of working together, that uh, you know, and and her experience that. Uh, 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 like yes, you know. So uh, exactly, you know, we 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 talk about the assistance uh, being very important. Uh, looking at a question coming through here, it's a uh, Salim Yusuf. He says. Uh, Assalamu alaikum uh, to the uh, medical files and uh, Shafaat and the dentist, uh, Dr. Shabir Hassan. He says, I heard it's good to eat cheese before I sleep because it clears the teeth. <laughs> Any truth in that? Doc, I've heard about that. Eat cheese, it takes away the plaque and this and that. How true is that? That's absolutely nonsense. <laughs> 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 okay. If you're going to have any kind of, uh, anything that breaks down, that can be broken down by bacteria, you're going to get excess bacteria in your mouth, uh, you, you should just brush your teeth before you go to sleep. You know, eat cheese. Well, Salim, you've been looking for an excuse to eat cheese before you sleep. You heard what the doctor said. <laughs> yeah. Shabir Hassim says, Hey, nonsense, brother. <laughs> you can't have the cheese before you go to sleep. Okay. Gora Kaka, hey, our bar brothers are on the ball this mo- uh, this evening. Gora Kaka says, Assalamu alaikum. Every week I wait for the show. Allah keep uh, y'all all at uh, Marcus Sahaba. MashaAllah show now with Shafaat and uh, Dr. Shabir Hassan. Please enlighten us uh, the wisdom of the Sunnah, not to swallow the food pieces that get stuck inside between the teeth. Lovely question from Gora Kaka, Shabi. Yeah, so, you know, the, the the food that gets stuck between your teeth, now, you know, it's been there for a while. Uh, it's been degrading with, uh, and it becomes uh, a source of bacteria. Uh, and these are unwanted bacteria. So, uh, 
the taking this unwanted bacteria and swallowing it and eating it, obviously, is not going to be very good for you. You know, there's no research or cl- clinical evidence to say what is it. But if we, uh, you know, uh, if it's a sunnah, we, we accept it and we believe that this is definitely uh, harmful for us. Absolutely. Looking at uh, Mr. Ghani, he says, uh, Assalamu alaikum, my brothers. Jazakallah for a steady and informative show. I'm 64 years old. And nowadays, I notice my teeth bleed easily when I brush. What it means, uh, doctor? And he doesn't see it, and it's causing gums to be inflamed and bleed easily. Now, the inflamed gums, which bleed easily, also at the same time, uh, is causing the bone around his teeth to be eaten at a much quicker rate than normal. So if he ignores the problem and doesn't go to see a dentist and have that treated, eventually he will find that his teeth will start to get loose, and he will eventually lose his teeth due to this thing called them. Okay, Mr. Muhammad says, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I'm from Musgrave. The show is interesting uh, to me. I bought some expensive toothpaste called Olgani. You know, Olgani. You know, me, I like the Ghani names. I didn't say Olgani, but Olgani, it has cocoa and turmeric and charcoal. Is this paste worth the price, uh, doctor? Um, you know, there's lots of horrible things. Uh, I would say, you know, I'm not a big believer in, in any specific toothpaste. Uh, I believe that, you know, 90, you know, 95 to 99 percent comes from the brushing. And toothpaste uh, with its ingredients has very limited effect, and mouthwash has even less effect than that. So if we are going to put our focus on expensive toothpaste, but don't effectively brush our teeth regularly, it's useless. Uh, it's a waste of money. So, Doc, uh, you know, really, uh, toothpaste, people go, you know, they, they, people don't mind spending money on uh, oral hygiene or, and when it comes to health. They, they, you know, they'll say, you know what, as long as it makes me better, or if I'm uh, uh, sh- uh, ship-shaped, I will spend the money. Have you noticed that, Doc? Yes, you know, so, you know, the, this, if, if you, next time you walk into this game of clicks, uh, have a look at where the uh, oral health products are positioned and the size of the oral health, you know, how many shelves they give there. Because people want, you know, before they go to the dentist, they want to pick up a product off the shelf to solve their problem. Uh, so, you know, for for these large pharmacies and supermarkets and that, uh, the dental product market is huge. You know, they they sell products all the time and people don't mind paying it, you know, instead of... And, and it's human nature. We, you know, we want to get some other solution than, than having to go to the dentist and take an injection and, and have all that done. So it's just natural for that to happen. Well, you're cool, Doc, and I can tell you we've got about uh, two and a half minutes left. Let's uh, make this the last question, and perhaps you can uh, round up. Apa Rashida says, Assalamu alaikum, and Jazakallah for a super show. Hey, Jazakallah for that, Apa Rashida. I'm very interested why uh, the, uh, the, the pagan Arabs love to file the teeth. Any idea how and why it's done? Hey, 
Afar has given us a historical question here. Doc, how do you respond? So, you know, there's been uh, different traditions amongst uh, amongst different tribes and clans and uh, things like, you know, locally we know that in Cape Town they have this thing called the Passion Gap where they uh, where they take off the front teeth. Or, so, you know, they, so even in today's time, you know, people will do have a tattoo or something, which if we look at it, looks looks ugly, but, you know, it, it has become a tradition or a norm or a fashion uh, or a trend uh, of, of for those people at the time. So I would suspect that it was a it was, it was a fashionable trend uh, that you know the, it, it beautified the woman. Like today, women think that you know if they if they inject all these chemicals into their lips and have these big lips, it makes them look beautiful. Uh, you know, so it's just a trend to give you an aesthetic improvement. <laughs> Okay, yeah, a very good answer indeed, actually. I thought that the front, uh, you know, teeth or the tooth or the teeth, yeah, one tooth, two teeth, that they took it off and it was more of uh, something to do with drinking of the water. But you say that it's a fashion statement, uh, Doc? Yes, it's a fashion statement. You know, you, you, if in, <laughs> in, in the Cape you would find that young girls would come and say, my boyfriend said he wants me to take his boyfriend. Okay, so that's uh, I never knew that. Uh, okay, uh, the Kapanars, if you're listening to us, yeah, uh, the doctor has uh, clarified that. Dr. Shabir Hassam, absolutely, mashallah, this evening. Your parting words before I let you go? Um, you know, the best, the best form of dental treatment is uh, prevention. The best form of prevention is good brushing. The best form of good brushing is what is given in the sunnah. Let the visa of Allah Wasallam showed us how to hold a toothbrush, how to hold a miswak, and how and, and you know to clean our teeth as often as possible. Such an important thing, you know. There's so many hadith that you know is, is even you know if it wasn't difficult, if he didn't want to make it difficult for us to make it, they followed. Uh, that was his, you know, uh, his, his his thing towards us. So, you know, we shouldn't ignore this message of, of good hygiene of Nabi Sallallahu and try to follow the sunnah in brushing our teeth as much and as often as possible. Jazakallah khair, uh, Dr. Shabir Hassan, really, Allah, you know, has blessed you. Cool, calm, collected. And inshallah, we will have a consultation with you very soon indeed, inshallah. You go well. We'll talk to you soon. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. So that was our dentist, Dr. Shabir Hassan. Really, I told you, we enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, take care of dental care. Take care of oral care.